Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 79. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, who has a love-hate relationship with writing books, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up? This is Pat Flynn, and welcome to Session 79 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a special treat for you. We're going to do something that we've never, ever done before, and I don't think any other podcasters have ever done this before. We're actually going to time travel. We are going to hop in the DeLorean and do some time traveling today. And let me talk about what that means really quick. Our guest, our special guest today, Jeff Goins from GoinsWriter.com. He's an incredibly successful author. He's a blogger. He's done some amazing things on the Kindle platform and more recently uh, traditionally published books. And I brought him on the show and I recorded a session with him on April 30th. Right now, just so you know, for those of you listening in the future, it is currently September 4th. The first half of this session that you're about to listen to was recorded April 30th. I had just come out with my book, Let Go, and I brought Jeff on board to talk about some strategies that I could do, that I, that I could actually use, and of course all of us too, to better promote my book, to take the book that I just published, or anybody who's about to publish a book, and take the the marketing and, and, and just get it in the eyes and in the hands of more people. And we talked a bunch of strategies that you're about to listen to, and we decided, hey, you know what? Let's Let's go ahead and try to execute these, and then we'll have Jeff come back on in the future. And the 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 next time, or the second half of this recording is actually was actually done less than a month ago after I had implemented a lot of the things that Jeff taught me and told me to implement. And Jeff kind of critiques me. He says he talks about the things that I did correctly, things that I did uh, better than expected, or, or or above and beyond, and things that I could have improved on, and things that I could have done better. So. You know, no matter what, uh, this is going to help you out. It's going to be pretty cool. So again, the first half of this with Jeff, marketing strategies for better marketing your, your book, whether it's a Kindle book or a traditionally published book, whatever, um, strategies to help you do that. And then we'll sort of break in the middle and I'll come back on and, and just be like, or whatever, to signify that that's when we are actually in the DeLorean doing some time travel. Um, and if you don't know that reference, um, 
we need to talk. But uh, and then the second half is Jeff coming on again, again, less than a month ago to talk about how all that went. So let's get right into it. Let's get into the first half with Jeff. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy to introduce him to you again. This is Jeff from GoinsWriter.com. And I hope you enjoy the uh, the, the space time continuum here. Hey, Jeff, what's up? Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. How are you? Hey, Pat. Good. How are you? I am so excited because you're on the show and you're an experienced author and you're going to help me uh, sort of with the promotion of my book, Let Go. And as many of the people in my audience know, it's been out for quite a while now. But um, it's interesting because at the time of this recording, uh, you're going to give me some great advice based on your experience and, and you've helped other people really take their uh, Amazon Kindle books and, and just you know even regular books on Amazon to the next level. And then what we're gonna do for those of you listening is about halfway through, maybe 30 minutes into this interview, um, I'm gonna cut. And what's gonna happen is you know a few weeks are gonna go by super fast. I'm gonna implement the strategies that Jeff sort of uh, shares with us and I'm going to come back on the second half with Jeff uh, at the end of this podcast to talk about sort of the results of the, that implementation. So this is first time I've done this. We'll see what happens. But before we get to the strategies, Jeff, um, I want to know more about who you are. I want you to introduce yourself to the SPI audience and sort of just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. And you know, I just wanted to say that this episode is you know brought to you by Back to the Future. Um, yes, yeah, dude. And, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> a DeLorean <laughs> store near you. Um, yeah. So I uh, I'm a blogger and uh, I am a writer. I blog at GoinsWriter.com. And in 2011, after uh, about five years of starting lots of different blogs and never seeing anything take off, I decided to start over and really focus and try to do things right. Um, and I'd done a lot of things wrong that I didn't know I was doing wrong at the time, um, just in terms of best practices. But, you know, I was doing things that, you know, a lot of your audience probably takes for granted, things like guest posting, uh, just, you know, networking, connecting with the right people, um, writing not just good content, but stuff that is epic that you just pour your heart and soul into. And so by making a few of those shifts, I started to to see a, a pretty big um, response in a short amount of time. And uh, one of the things that I did was I decided to focus on uh, the topic of writing, which I've been doing my whole life. And I've been uh, training and teaching and coaching writers professionally for a while. Um, but I had, you know, hadn't really publicly made that my platform. And so I started doing that and I saw that that really resonated with people. So um, in addition to being an author myself and writing and publishing books and speaking and doing that whole thing um, online, a lot of what I do is help other writers and aspiring authors uh, succeed in areas where they may not have had success yet. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Jeff. And Jeff and I actually uh, met in person fairly recently this past February 2013 at Michael Hyatt's Platform Conference. And I remember going to the speaker sort of dinner before the event was going to happen and getting lost. And I called Jeff up and I was like, dude, I'm lost. And, and, you know, he directed me to where to go. And he was the first person I met at this conference. And just right at that moment, I knew Jeff was just such an awesome guy. Um, so we got a really great guest on the show today. Now, how many books have you published? Where are they at? And, and how are they doing right now? Yeah, well, um, good question. Uh, not a ton, you know, and I, and I want to sort of preface this by saying, you know, I am a student, you know, and so I want to share things that I've observed other people doing and uh, things that 
I have tried to apply to you know my own works, but also helped other people do the same thing with with their stuff. Um, so I have written. It's kind of hard with the whole ebook thing because like I don't like know what exactly counts as a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have uh, written three books, um, and uh, two of those are traditionally published books. Uh, one of which will come out later this year, August two thousand thirteen, um, and. Uh, the book I, I wrote and published last year is called Wrecked, and uh, that came out in August of 2012. And a few months before that, I self-published an ebook called You Are a Writer, which was uh, a short, less than 20,000-word book about uh, just my process of uh, building a platform, uh, owning the title of, of writer, which is something I found that a lot of uh, writers don't want to do that. They, they say that there's somebody who writes or they use words like aspiring or wannabe. So I wrote a book about the importance of that declaration, really believing that you are a writer before you uh, begin to write. And it was really through the launch of that ebook, which I knew nothing about. And I, my only goal with that was to, you know, share a message that I, I thought might resonate. And really it was to why I wouldn't have to go back to work after she had our son because she was pregnant and about to have him um, at, at the time that that was published. And so we succeeded in that, much to my amazement. I, I, I didn't realize that you could make decent money off of an, an e-book and, um, and impact a lot of people's lives in the process. And so a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, I learned through the launch of that e-book and then I've applied it to um, some of the other things that I've worked on and helped lots of other people you know, do the same thing. Awesome. Yeah, I, what I appreciate about you, uh, what I appreciate about you, Jeff, is that you're always um, looking to help as many people as possible, whether that's through work of your own or work through other people and allowing them to kind of understand how you can help them do that. And so that, that's why I'm really excited to have you on today. You had told me earlier today, actually, that you really resonated with the message and let go and, and, and felt like more people should be reading something like this. And so you are here to help me get more people to read it and get it out there. How can we do that? Great question. Um, so uh, I think it'll be best if you know we sort of you know talk back and forth and, and drill down in the areas that you want to drill down into. And so um, let me just begin by saying, Pat, that you've done a lot of things right. Um, a lot of the things that that people talk about, kind of at you know uh, the surface level, but a really important level. Uh, meaning the things that people see. So, for example, you have a great cover for Let Go, which is really important. Um, you know, as you know, anybody who's scrolling on their iPhone or even you know on a laptop screen, um, when you're looking at books, when you're browsing books that you might buy, that they're usually appearing as thumbnails or small images. And so, if it doesn't you know catch your attention, you're going to miss over that. Um, so, you know, I don't want to talk about a, a bunch of those things that I think are um, you know, a little bit more commonplace knowledge and some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. I really want to talk about the marketing mechanics of how to launch a book well. And you can apply this the day your book comes out, the day you, you know, submit it to Amazon and then you get that email. Uh, they say it takes 48 hours, but it usually happens in like 12 to 24 hours. I don't know what your experience was like, yeah, but it happens it less pretty, than 12. Yeah, it's really quick. Um, contrast that with Barnes and Noble and it might take you a week to get your book on there. That was my experience, uh, which was just odd. 
Um, but, uh, but you could do this at any time, which was something that we talked about earlier today. You said, um, you know, well, you know, is it too late? And no, it's not too late. In fact, you've, you've built a lot of momentum already with let go. And I hope that some of these strategies kind of help push it into the next uh, stratosphere. So you can do this at any time. I've had friends who've had books out for an entire year, but have never really sold as much as they'd like. They start applying some of these principles and things start to take off. So um, there are a few strategies that I recommend and I use in every book launch, every product launch really that I do. Um, but, uh, you know, this will be obviously for, for books. And um, I have, what I've learned here is, is not just stuff that, you know, really doesn't belong to me. These, these are ideas that I've kind of stolen from lots of different people, including Tim Ferriss and Michael Hyatt and, and Dan Pink and a number of much more, you know, bigger deal authors than me. But I've applied those ideas and seen them work, um, you know, in, in their own little respective microcosms. And so I think the cool thing about these strategies is it's not just for people who have giant platforms or tiny ones. It, it, if you use these, pl- these strategies, they will work. So um, the first thing that I want to talk about with you is a launch team. Because when I saw you talk about that you were going to do a Kindle book, which is something that we've been talking about as friends for a while, um, I saw that you were doing this thing on Facebook, you know, and it started to grow really quickly. You know, you had hundreds of people and then you had thousands of people in this open Facebook group where you were going to talk about your process of launching your book. Right, and right. I, I knew that that was really powerful because when I launched my uh, traditionally published book, I had a small Facebook group of 100 people that I, I basically invited them to what you invited them into, which is watch me launch this book and I'll, and I'll share all my secrets with you. Um, and th- just those hundred people um, created enough, you know, uh, groundswell um, and they became my, my street team that, you know, the, the book sold uh, w- within a matter of, of uh, the first month, it sold over 10,000 copies and within a matter of a couple of months, it sold over 20,000 copies. Um, and... Uh, uh, it ranked up uh, as highly as like number 18 on you know the Amazon bestsellers list in all categories. It was number one in, in, in all of its categories, but out of all books, it was you know number 18 on Amazon.com. Um, all because of those those hundred people. So when I saw Pat Flynn have I don't know how many people are in that Facebook group now, 2,000 or something. I Google, mean, if you, if you go to patsfirstbook.com, that'll redirect you to the that that sort of private Facebook group. You'll um, see there at the time of this recording, there's 3,367 members. Ridiculous. I mean, just you know, out of this world, uh, amazing. Um, but I don't think that right now that at the time of this recording which you know feels very um you know back to the future to say um <laughs> like i i think that is a an an asset that is being underutilized and so uh the the first asset of you know really launching a book is to get a, a small group of people and small is relative for pat flynn it's apparently 3000 people for me for me it's 100 for you it might be 10 uh, it, it doesn't matter it's just kind of a a piece a segment of your tribe and you basically want to make a deal with them. You want to say, hey, uh, I'm going to give away X copies, you know, X number of copies of, of my book in exchange for uh, reviews and you kind of going in and telling people about this. Um, and, you know, I think 100 is a good number because it allows you to um, uh, give away, you know, a, a set number of, 
of books, but it also allows you to you know manage that many relationships. Right. Um, and, and so something that you could do, Pat, which uh, I talked I talked to you about earlier today, was um, you can. Uh, Pick a handful of people or you can just say, hey, guys, I'm doing this thing where the first hundred people who email me are going to get uh, a free copy of my ebook and maybe throw in some other goodies. Um, you know, I like to really reward these people who are going to help you. And so maybe a two ninety nine or three ninety nine ebook file is is not enough. You know, maybe they get access to a special webinar or something, uh, you know, or just a, a phone call with you at the end of it. Uh, you know, I don't know, but you want to really reward them. And so you want to give them a free copy of your book and, and you want to give them access to you. And uh, if you do those two things, um, uh, you're going to get a pretty good response. And, and you can kind of determine who you want on your team and, and, and who you don't want. But it's nice to make it exclusive because that way you can make it special and you can manage those relationships. Um, so let's say it's 100. And so you do a launch team of 100 people. And basically what you want to do is you want to give them uh, the book and and then give them a deadline and say, um, you know, I need you to read this in the next week or two. And uh, preferably this happens before your book launches uh, or before a big promotion. And uh, there are two reasons that you want to do this. The first reason is you want to accumulate a lot of reviews uh, in a short amount of time. Why? Because anybody who searches Amazon.com for anything knows that a lot of positive reviews means that if you're not sure about the product, you feel more at ease about the product and you're going to buy it. And, and that's definitely true for books. And uh, maybe I'm just, you know, uh, biased as an author. But if a book doesn't have a lot of reviews, I tend to discredit it. And, uh, you know, I know that's not entirely fair. But, if, but to me, that's the social proof for books on Amazon.com, the most popular, you know, book selling site in the world. And so if you don't have a lot of people talking about you there in the form of reviews, I kind of go like, what's wrong with you? And I believe that a lot of people think that way um, mm-hmm. because I've, I've seen the response when I, launch, when I launched my ebook and I was nobody and I got over 100 five-star reviews uh, up on the site um, within the week that it had launched, uh, many of which got up before the book came out, which is something that people don't realize that you can... Um, you can set the book to publish, say, in two weeks from now. And a few days before the book um, is, is you know, live, people can go and leave reviews of it. And the other cool thing about it, if that's too complicated for you, if, um, if you're publishing on Amazon, uh, you kind of decide when you want to start promoting it. So you could publish your book you know, two years ago, but nobody ever knew about it. And then you could decide or two weeks ago, let's say, and then you decide this is the date that I'm going to go live and tell everybody about it. So you could send this, send you know, the, the book out to uh, 100 people. And this can be a paperback or, you know, like in your case, Pat, it's just your ebook. Um, so send them the ebook and then give them a deadline and then review. And you can do this even if you don't buy something on Amazon. Uh, you can leave a review of a product. Um, and you're, you're technically supposed to disclose that this was given to you as, as a review copy. Uh, some people don't, um, but there's nothing wrong or unethical about giving people a free copy of your book and telling them to leave you an honest review. And in a lot of cases, it's really helpful if not everybody gives you a five-star review. You know, if a few people give you a good, honest three- and four-star review, because I'll still buy a three-star, you know, I'll still buy a product that's got some three-star reviews if, you know, that helps me better understand 
who this product is for and I can go, okay, this is definitely for me or it's you know not for me. And that was something that uh, I made sure of when I launched my second book was um, I, 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 want, I want some three-star reviews. If you think it's a three-star product or four-star book, um, be honest with me and say why and say who this might not be for. And some people did that. And I was really grateful for that because it helped me, you know, help the book find the right audience. So um, that's the first reason you want to get reviews is because it's great social proof. The second reason is um, because somehow magically, and I say magically because I don't know it much like I don't know how, I don't know how Google works, but I know that there's a, an algorithm, which is a very long, you know, math equation apparently that, you know, I just didn't go that far in math to really understand what any of this means. <laughs> All I know is it's a math problem and um, it is complicated and they don't want you to know what it is. The same thing is true for Amazon and how they rank books. And one of the factors in the algorithm, uh, and there are a number of factors and we can talk about those, uh, but one of the big factors is reviews. And so um, I don't know if you realize this, you know, you probably know this, Pat, but Amazon.com is one of the largest search engines in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you hear a lot of people say, hey, what's the, what's the you know, largest search engine? Google. What's the second largest? Uh, YouTube. And everyone goes, oh my gosh, you know, video is so amazing. But what's the, what's the largest paid search engine in the world? It's Amazon. I mean, it is the prominent uh, search engine where people have their credit cards out ready to buy. People don't like, people aren't Amazoning things just to like, you know, ah, I just want, I want free advice. I want, I want free videos. I want free books. I mean, I get, you can get free books for sure. Um, but people are ready to buy on Amazon. You know, you are shopping, you know, you're not just looking, you're shopping. So if you can figure out how to rank highly when people are searching for books, you know, searching for, uh, you know, books about technology or web 2.0, uh, or how to raise kids in the suburbs, or whatever it might be, you want to rank highly for those things. And one of the factors in where you rank um, is your reviews, how many you have, what people say about you, and how positive they are. Because Amazon is not going to refer a product that isn't being reviewed well to somebody who's searching for you know, a product that would solve that problem. So one of the ways that you get into Amazon's wonderful referral engine, and again, it's magic, so nobody has cracked the code, but this is one of the factors in it, is you get a lot of people to leave you uh, honest reviews. And if you've written a good book, some of, you know, some of that honesty will be positive feedback. Um, plus, if you're, you know, if, you're, if you're working with people who already like you, chances are that you know, they're going to be pretty kind to you. And, and if they're not, well, then that's okay too. Right. Okay. Just to recap everything we just talked about, because um, this is all really important, awesome information. So this is we're still in the first strategy, which is sort of building that launch team. And that's really important because we can only do so much ourselves. It's a great way to get other people who we wouldn't have been able to reach otherwise to uh, find and discover our book. Um, and I do have this Facebook group that I created. And again, you can find it at patsfirstbook.com with over 3,000 members. And you're right, I totally have underutilized this amazing resource that I've created. I mean, I've shared um, a lot of what has been happening with the book and the progress of it. I've announced when the book came out on the Snippet app platform and then on Amazon. And, you know, people are commenting, people are, are doing thumbs up, but I, I haven't really tapped into this resource yet and asked them to do something for me um, besides, you know, pick up the book if they haven't gotten it already. And I really like the idea of 
giving something to them, um, you know, in return for a review, an honest review. And I, that was actually one of the questions I had, but you had answered it already. Is it okay to incentivize people um, with giving them a free book to get a review? Now, my question is, as far as the Amazon Kindle version, how would I give away a free copy to a, to a single person? Yeah, so great question. So um, depending on how you format the book and upload it, um, you know, that depends. Uh, but Kindle will take any format, basically any form of the file of the manuscript that you have, and they will convert it into, um, you know, the appropriate file format for their devices. Right. Uh, I mean, you can literally up- upload a Word document and, and they'll format it for you. I don't recommend doing that because things get kind of wonky and it's super cheap uh, to, you know, pay somebody a hundred bucks or a few hundred bucks to format it and make sure, you know, all of your subheads look good and your table of contents looks good. And I mean, you can spend a, a lot of money on this, uh, but it's not, um, you know, it's a pretty cost effective investment to make it look exactly how you want instead of just kind of, uh, you know, throwing throwing it to caution, mm-hmm. um, throwing caution to the wind. I think that's the phrase. I'm a writer. I should know these things. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, you can, uh, do I send them? You can totally do that. Uh, I, I s- so, so yeah, you can send, you can send them, um, you can send them whatever you have, but, um, what I send people as, uh, whatever device you have, I, I'll, I'll format it for you. And so, I mean, uh, you can send them the PDF. I mean, you should have a PDF, uh, you know, version of, of your word document or whatever you wrote the file on. You can send it, as a as a Mobi, I mean that's kind of the the most uh, you know dot mobi. That's probably the most common Kindle format. Uh, there's also a PRC. There's there's a number of file formats, but um, anybody uh, even without a Kindle can read a, a Kindle book, which is probably something that you may have encountered already. Pat, as people go, well, I don't have a Kindle, so I can't read it, or I don't have this snippet app, so I can't read it, and. Um, anybody with a computer or a, f- or a smartphone can download a Kindle app and, and read it no problem. And so you just want to you know let your launch team know anybody can read this on any device, but I'll send it to you as a PDF and a Mobi, and you can read it and then um, you know leave your, leave your review. And I think the best way to do that is um, to build a you know separate small email list where you get you know hundred to I would say hundred to like two hundred fifty people is a good range of. Uh, people and what I've seen is about half of the people will respond in the allotted time that you've given them, and I don't really track it after that. But so if you you know if you want fifty reviews, you need a launch team of about a hundred people, and if you give them you know about two weeks, they're going to read it and leave a review if if they're you know responsive and you're engaged with them. Um, and if you want more, you know you should kind of bring more people in. But certainly there's a point of diminishing returns where you've got thousands of people and people just kind of feel like you know they're not a significant part of this team so i do think it's important to keep it small and and nimble and and that sort of thing but yeah you want a team uh first and foremost to leave you reviews because reviews for authors are gold i mean they are great social proof and for the amount of books that you've sold pat um you you should have 100 reviews you know and and for the the level that you're at as a, as an author, as a blogger, as somebody who has a lot of influence, um, when I look at 40 reviews or whatever's on there right now, I go, uh, like that's nice, but uh, you know, yeah. all the people that have big time book launches, I, mean, I want a thousand, got, <laughs> yeah, you like the Hunger Games, 
yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to, I want to write the next Hunger Games. Yeah, you, you should. I, I have. It's called Lego. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, yeah. Besides the reviews, does the launch even do anything else? Do I ask them to share? Yeah. So what I would ask them to do is um, leave a review. I mean, what, what's what's typical to do is is to ask them to leave a review the week the book comes out or whenever you want to, you know, do this. So ask them to leave a review uh, and then um, tell people about it. And so I think the cool thing about your tribe and my tribe is this way too, is a lot of people are bloggers, right? A lot of people are doing stuff online. And so um, you can do what Tim Ferriss does where basically you make yourself available to a team of bloggers, a limited team of, you know, about a hundred people maybe. Could be less. Uh, don't, you know, don't shoot the moon and, you know, try to do uh, a thousand because um, it's that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can manage a hundred relationships pretty easily. And so uh, you should encourage them to tell everybody that they know about the book. Um, and I would just kind of, you know, if you've already launched a book, I would, I would say this is the week that we're going to do this promotion because um, one of the things that you're trying to do is you're sell- trying to sell a lot of copies in a book in a short amount of time because when you do that, it pushes the book up the bestsellers rank on Amazon and Amazon updates their bestsellers lists and they have multiple lists for lots of different categories, but they also have their main list for Amazon.com. And that's updated hourly. And, uh, and so if you can sell, I mean, in theory, if you could sell enough books uh, in an hour, you could become number one. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a matter of thousands of books. Um, but if you sell a few hundred to a, a thousand books in a day, I mean, you can, you can break into the top 100. And once you do that, some really cool stuff starts happening because apparently people watch those lists and, you know, Barnes and Noble is watching, you know, Amazon.com. And so if you've got your book on both of those sites, they can sometimes, you know, uh, battle each other out. But once you break into the top 100, interesting stuff starts happening and you start reaching uh, more people because all of a sudden you're on all of these bestsellers lists that people are watching. And they're going, wow, if this book is that popular, I'm going to buy it. And it, it can become this snowball uh, of momentum. And so you can use the launch team to help create some of that momentum initially by leaving reviews. And then, you know, if you've got a team of bloggers or just people that are, you know, social media savvy, um, yeah, tell them to tweet about it, Facebook about it, and and write a blog post. Uh, as Tim Ferriss says, you could say, hey, I'm going to do an interview with anybody who wants to talk about the book on their blog, and I'll, I'll link to it from from my blog. And, um, yeah, you know, huge. you and I were you and I were both a part of Tim Ferriss's mm-hmm. book launch, and... Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome to get linked to from Tim Ferriss, uh, but it's also it's also great to be a, a part of that, to be included in that, and get to interview him. And it's great for him too. And I mean, that's one of the ways that he's really built this. You know, I mean, he is the king of book launches, and um, that was his marketing strategy for the Four Hour Workweek. What was become friends with a bunch of bloggers. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, those of you who remember episode fifty one of the Smart Passive Income podcast, we had Tim Ferriss on. And he talked exactly about how he did that how he came from nothing to just top author in in what almost seemed like magic um and that's exactly how he did it okay great so launch team yeah definitely i mean i've underutilized that that group and, and even my audience here on the podcast and those who are reading my blog and on my YouTube channel. And it, it's really cool to know that I've sold, you know, 3500 to 4000 copies with 
just sort of a quote soft launch you know mentioning it here and there and having you know a few people help spread the word i've had reviews on other sites already without me even asking um i have 47 at the at the moment of this recording there are 47 reviews on on amazon in case you're listening to this in the future you can go and see how much that has improved or maybe didn't but um just to give you some perspective of where we're at now so it's cool that all that stuff happened and i sold that many books without doing too much work i mean that that speaks the power of also just having a platform um you know before writing a book but let's move on to the next sort of strategy so after the launch team what else what else can we do so yeah great question so the the next thing that you can do and and a lot of these things sort of happen concurrently you know they're they're happening in in tandem you're building your launch team and then you're going you're doing this thing and you're doing that thing Mm -hmm. and you're staying engaged with your launch team you really want them to feel like they get special access to you and and if you do that well um they're gonna tell everybody uh, about it and i don't care if they've got five followers on twitter if you've got a hundred people that are crazy excited about this book uh, people are going to hear about it, uh, and and what I have seen in most cases is the you know people that that may have smaller platforms who feel like you're doing them a favor, including them in this team. Those are the really valuable people that you want because they're going to work really hard to spread the message of your book. So um, the second thing that I would recommend, and um, this works best at a book launch, but it would be interesting to talk about how we might be able to do something uh, for your book. Um, pat and see how we could retrofit it but uh, a great thing to do a time-tested thing to do especially among uh, business authors is to for a limited amount of time and this could be a week to a couple weeks probably no longer than a month um, you offer an incentive for everybody who buys your book within a given amount of time and the typical amount of time is about a week and so this is an old business author trick uh, to get on the bestsellers list, and it could be the Amazon bestsellers list or the New York Times bestsellers list, you know, what have you. Um, and if if you've seen Tim Ferriss or Michael Hyatt launch uh, one of their books recently, you'll see that when their book comes out, they said, uh, "If you buy my book within this time, you you can submit your receipt here, which you can scan or just you know forward the the email receipt or whatever form it's in, forward it to this email address, and you're going to get all of these things for free." And so in the case of Michael Hyatt and his book Platform, which became a New York Times bestseller the first week it came out using this strategy, um, he gave away over uh, like $150 worth of free products, including his two ebooks, um, a discount on a course that he was having come out, uh, a number of other things, um, you know, a $20 video product, just a bunch of digital products that didn't cost him anything except the opportunity cost to give those things away and it was such a no-brainer deal. I mean, it was such a good deal that people go, man, would I pay $20 to get, you know, over $150 worth of stuff from this guy that I really respect? Yeah, absolutely. And so enough people took that risk that um, it uh, allowed Mike to, you know, become, uh, you know, write, write a best, bestseller, an immediate bestseller the first week it came out. Nice. And that's all, the, the what Michael did was all digital stuff. So he didn't even yeah, have to so, do any work to kind of ship all those things yeah exactly i mean you submit your your email you confirm your email and what you're actually doing is um uh you're you're opting into a list and 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 they're confirming your receipt and and then they give you you know access to all of these digital goodies so i mean it's instant access which um is really cool because all of a sudden um you just bought this ebook and now you get all this free stuff 
I did this with my uh, my book, and if you bought the paperback copy of my book, Wrecked, and you submitted your receipt the week it came out, you automatically got access to the audiobook, to the ebook, uh, and to all this other stuff I was giving away. And so you could start reading the book right now, even if you bought the paperback book and you had to wait, you know, five days or whatever for Amazon to send it to you. So, I mean, that's another cool thing is you should include the digital copy or the audio, you know, any any other versions of the book that you have so that people have, you know, full access to the whole product. Now, if you're working with a publisher or, you know, say you're working with, with Snippet and, and you're trying, you know, you've got different partners who may have certain barriers. You want to get everybody's permission. You don't want to be, you know, giving away files that you don't have the right to give away. But right. provided that you have that permission, um, it is, it's great. And I think it's good to have a no-brainer uh, opportunity where this is something that your audience wants and you just want to uh, give them an incentive uh, to buy. And one way it is to think of it as an incentive. I actually prefer to think of it as a reward. You want to reward your early adopters instead of you know, giving people reason to say, ah, I'm going to wait and see if it goes on sale. Do the opposite. You know, give them a no-brainer, great opportunity to buy now. And so um, that's, that, that's the you know, second thing that, that you can do. And it really happens in tandem with your, you know, building your, your, your book launch team. But um, Love it. Yeah. I mean, an, an example of what uh, Ferris did was he um, he said, "Hey, buy three copies of this book. I think it was three, and email the receipt here. You know, buy one for you know for the for the four hour chef. Buy one for your friend, and and you know one for you and one for your mom or something. And then submit your receipt here, and you will get access to an exclusive webinar where I will answer any question that you have, which is huge for Tim Ferriss to do because so many people." want his attention and can't get it. You know, I mean, he blogs, what, once or twice a month? Mm. uh, And he isn't very accessible. Um, And if he is accessible, it's expensive, you know, to go spend time with him. So to have personal access to him to get your questions answered, uh, it was huge. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure, took up that offer. So you can do that sort of thing. And and you can do it within, you know, the confinements of a week or something. Or you can do what Guy Kawasaki is doing with um, his book, Ape, uh, which is a self-published book. And um, if he's, he's doing these webinars, and I participated in one not too long ago where he did a webinar. Uh, and then at the end of the webinar, he said, if you want to buy a copy of my book, um, you know, go here, buy a copy, email the receipt here within the next week, and, um, and I will send you this exclusive audio recording that you can get anywhere else where I answer all these questions talking about the self-publishing process. And so what he's doing is he's doing a bunch of mini launches because he's partnering with bloggers with large audiences and he's doing a webinar. And then at the end of that, they're doing another mini launch. And so he's got this long tail of sales, even though his book came out several months ago. um, He's continuing to sell a lot of copies because he's basically doing these little mini launch incentives to, to these various communities. So the point is, you want to reward people who are going to buy now. And um, a lot of people, particularly with books, are going to go, uh, I, I'll, I'll do that later. And you just want to help them not do that. Because if they say they're going to do that later, they may never come back to your book or go back to that Amazon page or six months might go by before they buy the book. And you want them to uh, get your message now because it's that important. Awesome. Love it. Great, great tip. So create a limited time offer 
a reward for everyone who buys the book now. Mm-hmm. Got awesome, and and that will be interesting to see how I might be able to uh, brainstorm a way to do that now that the book's been out for a couple of weeks. So, what else you got, Jeff? This is awesome stuff. Do you do you have any more tips for us? I got one more thing, and then we can kind of talk about just some random ideas. But there's one other thing that I I do with a self published launch, um, and it's uh, I don't know. You might have like mixed feelings about it, but. Um, uh, what I do is I raise the price. You know, after a certain amount of time, I raise the price. And and so what I'm really doing is is a couple of things. One, uh, you know, there is, um, you know, in in the marketing world, uh, people understand that if you create urgency, that that builds demand, and so people will buy something now, you know, so that they can save money later. And so that's why you see people sort of abusing this, you know tactic on uh infomercials where they say you know buy in the next 37 seconds and you know we're gonna cure all you all of your warts or something um you know or this or this 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 is an exclusive offer and it's going away and you're never going to get it and your grandmother's gonna die tomorrow um you know like they, Whoa, they what, use what channel are you watching Jeff? i don't know man it's uh it's a dark dark world that i live in <laughs> <laughs> uh you know but but what they're trying to do is they're trying to use fear of loss to get you to buy something now. Um, but what I do anytime I launch a product, even an ebook, is I, I go, what do I really want to charge for this? And how can I, again, reward my tribe by giving them the best deal now? So instead of them saying, I'm going to wait for it to go on sale, I just reverse that. You know, Instead of starting high and going low, uh, I start low and and go high, which you know I think is um, it's it's a well practiced way to to launch products um, online, and you can do that with an ebook. You can come out, you know, four ninety nine is still a very affordable uh, price for an ebook, and you can say for the first week or two, I'm going to discount this at two ninety nine because I want everybody to have it, and I don't want you to you know have an excuse to not get it, and it's going to go up to its normal price, you know, uh, after a week or a month or whatever you want to do, but you know, keep it limited and um and that will cause people to buy it now even if if, even if it means they read it later and so what you want to do is you want to ensure that your audience is getting the best deal possible similar to the incentive you're just trying to reward your tribe trying to give them a no-brainer opportunity to get this book now and you're trying to fight that inner voice that says ah i will do i'll do this later and so you're giving them uh you're giving, you're rewarding them, and then you're you're telling them it's better to buy now than it is to buy later. Don't wait because it, this is the best price for you to get for you to get it. Um, that's not something that you have to do, uh, but it certainly it, it can help. And I think it's another great way to reward your audience. Awesome, awesome. That that's really interesting. Um, you don't worry about people later who might have missed getting the book at the lower price coming back to you. It's like, oh man, like I just missed it. Can you? Can you lower the price for me? No, I don't worry about that because uh, the the fact is prices fluctuate all the time. Uh, and um, I would rather start low and go high than start high and go low. The last thing I want is for you know me to have a $10 book and then knock it. This happens all the time. And then knock it down to you know a super low price after people have stopped buying. Um, and, uh, you know, and then basically tell all of the early adopters like, Hey, thanks. It's, it's awesome that you listen to me before everybody else does, but everybody else that, that, you know, wasn't paying attention, I'm going to give them a better deal. How does that feel? 
that's so, so cool. No, I mean, like, it's it's about, you know, being true to your tribe. And, uh, you know, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, can I have this this better deal or whatever, like, at the end of the day, for me, a book is about spreading an idea. It's about getting that idea into people's hands. And if somebody can't afford my ebook, uh, I will send it to them for free. You know, if it's a self-published thing and I have all of the, the rights to it, I'll give it to them uh, for free or, you know, like, to me, it's not a, a big deal. What's important is getting the idea out there. But um, but the cool thing is enough people are willing to pay for an ebook, and ebooks are not that expensive now. I mean, they used to be hundreds of dollars. Remember when you had you paid for a you know a ninety nine dollar PDF online? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that would be ridiculous to do on Amazon. So they're they're great ways for people to consume important content that will uh, help them. And I'm just trying to get that out to as many people as possible. But you can you can you know make some money doing it as well. Awesome. Awesome tips, Jeff. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to share this audio file, um, you know, the first half of it or the first two thirds of it um, before I implement these uh, strategies with my team, my Leco team, Matt Gartland and Caleb Wojcik, um, who, you know, we're all going to get together and brainstorm how we can implement these things. And then you and I will get back together in the future, you know, we'll take our DeLorean and we will <laughs> talk about everything that happened. Maybe stuff I did right and the, the new numbers and how many sales I've gotten, more reviews, how far I climbed or how high I climbed up in the rankings or maybe what I didn't do right or maybe I could have done better. Either way, I think people who are listening to this are going to learn a lot and, um, you know, before I let you go, I <laughs> see what I did there. Um <laughs> Sorry, that was dumb. Uh, I, don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. Um, <laughs> I'll probably edit that out, but probably not. Uh, you, you said you had a couple more, you know, other cool maybe tricks or you know cards up your sleeve as far as book promotions. Yeah. So um, consider you know just you know random things that you can do that are remarkable. Notice how when Seth Godin launches a book, he does something different every time. You know, and I mean that's an old Seth Godin purple cow, you know, idea that, um, in order for you to stand out, you have to do something remarkable. And so something that I would encourage you to do is some sort of publicity stunt. And this doesn't have to mean that like, you know, the New York times is knocking on your door, although that wouldn't be, you know, out of the question for you, Pat. Um, but do something that gets you noticed, do something weird, do something remarkable, you know, do something like Seth did where he launched a book on Kickstarter. Like seriously, Seth, you need money to write a book. Um, but that wasn't the point. The point was to get attention and it worked. And so do something remarkable, do some sort of publicity stunt. Um, and, and, and that could just be as simple as I'm going to do a free call, you know, where everybody can get access to me and, and I'm going to answer all your questions or I'm going to do a Google hangout. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be super crazy over the top. It just has to be something different that people right. go, wow. And all you're trying to do is bring attention to this new thing that you have that maybe people have missed instead of just pounding them with emails all the time. Right. No, I like that. Maybe I can hold my breath underwater for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Um, and something else that I would, I would you know, that I recommend is um, if there is a way for you to create conversations. So you're going you're gonna to have your launch team and you're going to have those people blogging about it and you're going to be available for interviews or reviews or whatever. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, especially with your book, which is about a story, you know, it, it's about a story and, and lessons that people can learn and glean from that. And anytime you have, have that, and I think 
almost every book has that. There's a story, there's something about it where people read it and they're going to relate to it and they're hopefully going to be changed or they want to go do something different with their life. Give those people an opportunity to share their story. So uh, one of the things that I did um, with uh, one of my books was I created a separate WordPress site where people could uh, log in as a get, like a, a guest account where anybody could log in and they could submit their stories and then I as the editor got to approve or you know you know uh, not disapprove those those stories and a lot of those stories got published on a website where people were able to tell their stories it didn't have anything to do with my book uh, but it was about the theme of the book and so people got to tell those stories on that website I linked to those shared those and so it, it gave people an opportunity for their stories to be heard and it was it was an interesting way to get people talking about the book and thinking about it and they're going to go read those stories and on that story there's you know a picture and a link to the book and so it does help um you know create a little bit of a movement it creates some buzz around um the book and it's not just the static thing that people buy it's this living story that people are participating in and it's speaking to them and and they're getting to be a part of it in some way and it's just another cool way to build some community very cool love it well that is all i got all right, sweet. We made it to the middle of the episode. We have stopped recording that first session or the first part of this session. And so if you're listening to this and, you know, that was a lot to take in, of course, you probably have pages of notes, if, especially if you're an author, an aspiring author. You are welcome to obviously pause this and do do what you want or, you know, this, this is a rather long episode. Um, a couple of our last recent episodes have been quite long, but that's just simply because I don't want to stop the content from flowing. It's, it's you know, typically people will ask me things like, oh, well, how long should my blog post be? Or how long should my ebook be? Or how long should my course be? Well, it's as long as you need to get the information that you have or whoever you're interviewing out to the people who are going to benefit from it. And I hate putting a time limit on something. I hate putting a, a, a word cap on things because I don't want that to affect the content that I need to be providing to my audience. And so... Let's just get right into it because we're gonna we have the second half coming up right now, and uh, I had just implemented um, a number of these things, and we're gonna talk about what happened after that. So let's get right into it. And we're back. We just time traveled two months exactly to the date. Actually, I think Jeff, how is the um, you know, a lot has happened in in two months. But thank you for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun to talk about this stuff and. Uh, you know, it's not like fake time travel, like where we like stopped the recording. I mean, we've, it's actually been, you know, quite a while. So it's fun to look at, you know, what you've done with your book, uh, on the other side. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll tell you up front, I, I could have done things better and it's going to be really interesting to go over sort of the strategy that I laid out based on some of the comments that, um, you had that people just listened to. Um, and, and I could talk about how everything went and then I would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, because you were on the outside and you were sort of following along um, and, you know, I appreciate that you sort of were just following along instead of just pinging me all the time on you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. Um, because I, it, was, it was a huge learning experience for me and I think it'll be a huge learning experience for other people too. So I'd love to hear your opinion on um, everything I did right, of course, you know, <laughs> so start with that because it'll make me feel better. Um, but, but also everything that I could have done better and, 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 you know, constructively criticize everything I did if, uh, as much as you'd like. And then, of course, um, within the past two months, I mean, within the last couple of weeks, actually, you just came out with a new book. Um, congratulations on that. And I'd love to, to, to help, um, you know, Obviously, you know, you've, you've given away so much already. I want to help you promote it by talking about it here. But also beyond that, I want to help the listeners 
promote their own stuff in the future when they come out with books based on sort of how and the approach that you're taking it right now with it. So we'll get into that, but let me just talk briefly about what I did after this conversation that we had um, that people just listened to. So I outlined a plan and I, and I got together with a few people on my team who, uh, you know, were a part of, of the experience of building Let Go. And, and like people know, you know, I had I had launched Let Go. It, was, it, it went really well. It got to number one in small business and entrepreneurship on, on Amazon, um, you know, after I launched it on Snippet app and, and, and things were going good. But I was going to use this opportunity and all the advice you gave me to sort of relaunch it. So, mm-hmm. you know, to give it to, you know, to, to, to share it with people who hadn't yet picked it up to get people who were on the fence to buy it. And just to get more eyes on on my brand, which which was really the goal, and I think you know that's really important to understand before we uh, move on. Is my goal here with Let Go wasn't to make a ton of money; um, it was to get the book in front of as many people as possible. And I think I I accomplished that. I definitely saw a surge in in the number of people who read my story or listened to it um, as a result of everything I did. However, I will say that I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed with the numbers and that was my fault and I, again I would love to hear sort of your perspective on, on things that happened well what did I do I you know of course um, you know I, I went the ambassador route which I think is the most powerful thing you can do if you have a loyal set of followers people who trust you people who enjoy what you've shared with them before they're going to be likely to share it with other people and, and that's how things can almost spread virally so I went to my Facebook page my special Kindle uh, Pat's first book uh, Facebook page, which had at the time about 3,600 people on it. And I messaged them and I said, hey, if you want to become an ambassador, if you, if, if, if you, you know, they were kind of already ambassadors because they were a part of this, but I wanted to get the hot ambassadors out there, not like, you know, hot, good looking, everybody there is good, is good looking, I think, but, um, you know, the, the ones who were truly going to help me push this forward and put them onto an email list so I can communicate with those people specifically. And then the benefit of becoming an ambassador, and actually you can see the ambassador page if you go to patflynn.me slash ambassadors. Um, actually, no, it's a little bit different. The, the, the one I uh, had for the Facebook group had one additional thing than what's on patflynn.me slash ambassadors. But you can go there, and that's where you can sign up to become an ambassador. And I share this with my Facebook page. And it says, you know, would you like to help me make a difference? Because, then again, that was the purpose. And it shared a lot of free stuff that people were going to get as a result of being an ambassador. Insider updates on 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 new projects, you know, be uh, the, the ability to influence my decisions on certain things within new books and new things that I'm coming out with, uh, fun marketing materials and special editions of unpublished things, and um, specifically for this group, I was also going to give them a bonus audio, which was the first half of this particular episode. So they're going to get that super early, and oh, cool. So a lot of people actually downloaded that and listened to it, and I got a lot of emails from that saying it was extremely helpful, and it was cool to see that I was actually implementing that stuff as it was happening, as people were listening mm. to it. So that was really cool, and that you know just that part of it, being able to help them in that way, um, you know, unrelated to let go, uh, it was really cool. So again, thank you for 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 you know agreeing to do this. Um, so I got a lot of ambassadors to sign up from the 3,600 people there. About you know 800 people signed up to become like a special, special ambassador. And they got that free stuff. Um, and then I, on the blog, I, you know, it, this was an idea that, that my editor, Matt, um, and I came up with, you know, this was taking your advice to, you know, do something different, do something out of the box, do something special related to the book that you just published. And the idea we came, we came up with, and it, was, it worked out perfectly, was, was to create what I called Let Go Day. 
And let go day marked, you know, it, it just happened, so happened that we were right in around the time of the five-year anniversary of when I was laid off or when I was told I was going to get laid off, which was a scenario that I shared in detail in the story, let go. So we wanted to create this let go day, not only to celebrate, you know, this amazing thing that happened in my life that at the time, you know, seemed like the worst thing that could ever happen. Um, you know, I think, I think just celebrating that in the first place, you know, made a statement and, and, and a lot of people mentioned that. Um, but also, you know, to create an event out of this and to get give people a reason to think beyond just, oh, this is Pat's book, but you know, what does this really mean? How does this actually, uh, how is this actually going to affect me? And in turn, I would hope, or I hoped that it would get more people in front of the book and, and, and the story in front of more people. And what we did along with Let Go Day was we did a, a, a two hour live stream where people could come on, they can ask me questions. I did a lot of fun things like play the trumpet. I sang a little song. I got, I brought guests on like Lewis Howes and Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, my family came on who were featured in the book and they came on and said a little hello to everybody live. And around 2,000 people came on to watch, which was amazing. And that was super cool. And I did see an increase in sales, but not as much as I hoped. And I think the reason is because in addition to sharing Let Go Day, you know, I did a, a post a few days before Let Go Day to sort of build buzz to it. But on Let Go Day, I, I, I shared a bonus with people. And that bonus was only available that day, and that was the audiobook for free. And I think maybe that was a mistake. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But I had about 8,000 people download that audiobook for free. Hmm. And those are 8,000 people who potentially could have purchased the book instead. And I was sort of taking your advice to, you know, give something away on that event day and, 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 and you know, something additional to just the book. And I thought the audio guide was perfect because it was huge value. But people could get the same story listening to the audio versus reading the book. So I did accomplish my main goal, which was to get the story in front of more people. But I may have not done it in a way where it increased my Amazon rankings and, and got more sales. And, you know, obviously I could have made more money, but again, that's not the point. So all that said, I would love to hear, you know, your thoughts on, on the process, what I, what you thought I could have done better. Cause you were, you were there and, and, and watching this unfold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually taking a few notes so that it can be a little bit more organized than uh, maybe our last conversation. <laughs> love to, a lot, yeah. of, lot to, lot to cover here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, th I think it's uh, I think it's helpful. I mean, I appreciate how you started that off, Pat. And um, uh, as you were doing stuff, like I was learning from you. So I want to, you know, uh, affirm the fact that this was an experiment for you. And uh, you know, I love how generous you are to your community. I I, I see Seth Godin doing the same thing. Where um, you know, uh, once you've built a community. Uh, more than maximizing revenue, you want to do things that are interesting and helpful. And this is one of the reasons why I think Seth Godin never launches a book the same way twice. Mm -hmm. You know, the, typically, especially in the business world, you find something that works and you just keep doing that and you just keep cranking out bestsellers. But I think for some people, guys like you and, and me, you know, where we're a little bit more creatively inclined, that's kind of boring. And so um, I think it is important to acknowledge that this was an experiment and you were willing to do some things differently. I think one of the big things that you were, you know, did that was extremely um, unusual and unique was launching it on Snippet first, which is yeah. this, you know, cool new app. And I mean, it's not even, even the structure of the book uh, conformed to this uh, new way of consuming content. And uh, I mean, I think, 
you know, like that in and of itself was interesting and it was a cool opportunity for you to, um, you know, teach your audience. Anyway, um, here are three things that I think you did really well. Cool. And we talked about this before. Uh, so get ready to get that self-esteem pumping. Yeah, right before uh, you tear it down, right? <laughs> uh, first of all, man, you probably did the best job that I've ever seen building like a, a launch group for your book. And I don't know that you thought of it like that, but you, uh, in fact, I kind of stole this idea with this last book that I launched uh, in between these um, these two conversations that we, that we're having, uh, I launched a book, and I saw something that you did that I'd been thinking about for a while. Uh, but I think I saw you were the first person to, to uh, do it that I saw, which is you built a community before you had something to sell or share, and you said, "Hey, like while I'm doing this whole process, I'm going to share what I learn." And I always wanted to do that with a book, and uh, it's really hard to do that because you have to have a lot of foresight. Uh, but the cool thing about what you did is, I mean, you built this very large Facebook community um, that was bought in, that you know wanted to help you, and you had built up a, a huge amount of reciprocity, which was I in our last talk. I said, dude, you need to leverage that more. These people want to pay you back for this opportunity to connect mm-hmm. and to learn from you. Um, so I think you did a great job building a community of, of advocates and even drilling that down to your ambassador team. Um, but that's the hardest thing to do. That's the thing that most people don't ever do. Most authors don't ever do. And you can see it you know, on their Amazon page. They have three reviews and you know, they never get past the thousand sales mark. Right. Um, and because you built that community that was ready, uh, they were, you know, how many thousand people uh, went to download this app to purchase and download this app that they'd never used before and probably never heard about before you came around. I hadn't. And then to actually, you know, buy your book. Those are pretty big asks. And you got a lot of people uh, to do that, which is um, a huge win, you yeah. know, in terms of just looking at the experiment. Definitely. That This is before the let go day and that whole um, experiment. Yeah. This is yeah. uh, when I first launched it. Right. Um, and, and, and to speak highly of those, I mean, I, I, all the ambassadors who are signed up um, and everybody on that Facebook page, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um, what they also did for me was during the experiment um, and, and let go day, you know, a lot of them went to Amazon and left a review. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went from, I think, I think you, you even told me beforehand, like, dude, you only have like 60 reviews. Like, I have more than you and my audience isn't as big. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I shot up from like 60 to 200 in like a day. Wow. Yeah, I was just looking at it. It's at like 222 now. Yeah, I, I I was surprised by that because I remember seeing like, man, this is Pat Flynn. You know, he's got this huge blog. You know, where are all the reviews? Um, yeah, so you just asked them. Is that what you did? I mean, how did you get them to do that? Yeah, I just I just asked them and said, mm-hmm. um, I also shared what it would do. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's important to ask for help, but also what would that help do is really important Mm -hmm. to share and what it would do is it would help the rankings it would help increase the social proof of the book and those are all things that people want to join in on i think Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah that i think that's true and and i i think that we think that we have to um uh be like sneaky or sly about it or uh you know like not say the real reason and i think when you tell people look, like when you leave reviews, it will increase my ranking and we will sell more books and this message will spread. Like you're going to help me. It's not just you like sending me a message telling me that you like the book. You're endorsing it for people to see and that will affect, you know, buying decisions. Um, so I think the why, sharing the why is really, really smart. Anyway, I thought you did a great job building community. 
Thank you. Second thing you did really well was you created an event, and this happened after our last conversation. I remember talking to you about that, Pat, and I was speaking like metaphorically. Uh, I said, you know, you should do an event. You should treat this like an event. <laughs> and and here you go, like create an entire day, uh, you know, Pat Flynn Day. Not really, but, um, you know, let go day. And I thought, man, that, it was brilliant. Um, I was just like thinking like, uh, like have everybody go buy the book on that day or, you know, or um, uh, just push a bunch of people to Amazon all at the same time with an email or something. And you literally created an event. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know if you've, announce this or not but i love the idea of maybe doing that annually yeah and i'd never i'd never seen that done and that gave me an idea for uh, a project that you know i'm working on now and i thought man this that that's a great idea when you write something that people can connect with on an emotional level it's cool to give them an opportunity to talk about it all at the same time and you did that with let go day right um i asked I people think, to leave comments on about their let go day or sometime in their life yeah. that they had to let go on the on that launch blog post and it was really funny today actually i got a tweet no actually an email from someone that said, um, gosh, where is it? It was so perfect. Even the headline. Let me see. Uh, where is it? Uh, today, this is this is a, an email from uh, a, a, a subscriber. Um, his name is Justin. His subject line was, today is my, quote, let go day. Thank you, Pat. So people mm. are using this now as like a term in their daily lives or something to strive for. And I think that is so cool. Um, I'm not exactly sure who came up originally with the idea for let go day but you know i got to give props to my team for making it happen for sure well i'll go ahead and take credit for that then uh, okay if, cool if you're not no going. i'll give it to you i'll give it to you jeff <laughs> and, and i'll take some of those royalties too no um yeah i think it was great and i think um s people that are maybe not on the inside don't have a book or you know haven't taken the step to you know publish something uh, they, they might not understand that the, those emails, those messages are the things authors live for. Um, you know, you don't write the, your life story and sell it for two ninety nine on Amazon thinking, I'm going to get rich. All I need is a million people to buy this and I'll be rich. <laughs> right. um, you know, you want to spread the idea. You want to share hope with people. And I think most authors who aren't deluded understand that this is why the, this is why you would publish a book to spread an idea. And yeah, you can make decent money at it, but really, there are better, frankly, there are better ways to make money. And, and so it's about giving. And so when somebody, you know, emails you and says, this changed my life or this, uh, or you're, they're, they're using a term that you made up or, or a phrase that you coined. It is extremely rewarding. And, uh, I know your heart and I know that's, you know, why you did this. And so it's cool to see that kind of fruit. And I think, uh, you know, the fact that you built the community and then you, uh, gave people an excuse to talk about it, um, was really cool. cool. So, uh, the third thing that you did really well was, um, uh, you not only created a community, you drilled it down to ambassadors, and then you rewarded them. So rewarding your ambassadors, rewarding your sneezers, your your people who are going to go tell uh, the world about your message, uh, rewarding them is really important. And uh, I, you know, I see people they'll build a community, but then they won't leverage it, uh, or they'll get people talking about it, but they won't, you know, incentivize that or try to lead that in some way. And the reality is I've, I've worked with enough of these teams for different projects, you know, advocate type, uh, you know, marketing campaigns. And these people want to be told what to do. Not all the time, like, but if you've given to them, which you definitely did, it's okay to ask. And 
and then have some rewards for people, um, you know, who, uh, who sign up for that program. And your ambassador program is awesome. I mean, it's like, you know, be Pat's best friend, basically. You come and sleep on his couch and, uh, you know, <laughs> eat his popcorn. No, but I mean, you're, you're offering exclusive content to people, advanced content, um, really neat stuff. So those are the three things that you did well, and I think that you sh- can and should do those, some variation of those in every launch. Build a community, create some kind of event, whether that's what you did here or just um, really an event. The definite, My definition of an, an event is having a bunch of stuff happen all at once. So yeah. um, getting a bunch of people talking about it on Twitter is an event. Uh, guest posting on 10 different blogs that all have you know over 100,000 readers, that's an event. And uh, the example that I often point to is Tim Ferriss. Like he does a ton of stuff in a short amount of time and it creates this huge long tail effect for um, years to come, you know, where his books just continue to sell and sell and sell. And he's doing stuff in addition to that. But I mean, he's the master of really hyper focusing on a short amount of time and getting a huge return from that. And that's the power of an event. And and then, and then rewarding people for uh, being a part of your team. Those, those three things are great. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. <laughs> now onto the juicy part where I'm going to have all that self-esteem come right back down to where it was, if not lower. Just kidding. Yeah, no. So I've got two more like categories. Um, so this that's what you did well. Um, then I want to talk about um, what you should have done. And then I want to talk about what you could have done. And then, you know, it might be fun to dialogue a little bit about uh, that because I'm learning too, you know. And uh, I just met with a VP of marketing for a pretty large publisher this morning. And, you know, just picking his brain, like, how did this book become a bestseller and what happened here? Mm -hmm. And nobody knows, man, like there's no formula. There are things that seem to work more often than not. But uh, even when you have a huge platform and people love you, um, you know, sometimes there's just an it factor and people go, I don't know how this happened, but we think this and this led to this and that thing over there, that didn't work at all. So it's just interesting. Mm not to say that there aren't best practices, there certainly are, and, and we're going to highlight, you know, we've already highlighted some of those, and I'm going to talk about some things that are pretty consistently always a good idea and um, things to consider for your next launch. Cool. Okay, okay so what you should have done, um, first of all, um, and, and some of this, you know, is just kind of depends on comfort and, and choices, but you have to understand that there's an opportunity cost for some of those choices. Um, anyway, uh, what I think you should have done is you should have used email more. Um, I don't remember getting like more than one or two messages about the book itself. I remember getting a few teasers leading up to the book, but I don't remember getting a lot uh, after that. And um, uh, for, for those who are listening who aren't familiar with uh, Tim Grawl, uh, he is a great resource. Um, Tim kind of wears two hats. One, he has this uh, website called Outthink, uh, outthinkgroup.com. Uh, first of all, he represents a lot of big name business authors like Dan Pink. Uh, but then he also, you know, through his blog and newsletters, um, offers resources to um, independent and up and coming authors. And, uh, I was talking to him recently and he said he doesn't put much stock in a lot of things. And, and I, and he's launched lots of bestsellers and worked with, you know, big name clients. Mm. And I said, like, when you break it down, what do you got to do to get a book to sell? And he said, send a lot of email and give parts of the book away and, um, and get other people to talk about it. So, 
you know, for if you have if you have an email newsletter, it means talking about the book more than just once, uh, in- encouraging people to buy. It feels annoying to you, but people miss that all the time. I mean, I don't I don't know how many books come out, you know, every month where I go, oh yeah, I need to get that. I need to get that. I need. It, it requires a couple of triggers for me to get that. Anyway, um, he uh, he did this study with his uh, own uh, self published uh, ebook. And, uh, well, it's a paperback too. And he just, he realized every time he sent an email to his list, people bought the book. Like they never didn't buy the book. And it was always, uh, the same unsubscribe rate. It was always a consistent open rate. Like he didn't see his numbers go down, which is that fear that we have, you know, where if I hit my list too hard or if I blog too much, I'm going to make everybody mad. And, you know, you know, your audience better than, than anybody, Pat, but, um, I've really taken that to heart and tried to email my, you know, with this last book launch, tried to email my readers more than I feel comfortable with. And I've not seen any sort of backlash. And people often are thanking me saying, oh, man, I forgot about this. I wanted to, to grab it. Anyway, uh, that's the first thing that I, I, I would recommend that you do next time is, uh, you know, use email a little bit more around the launch of the book to um, get people excited about it and then get people to buy it. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I didn't use email probably as much as I could have. I'm very sensitive to my email list, of course, um, as a lot of people know. But I have gotten comments from people who have said, you know, you can you can email me a little bit more, mm, um, and wow. and so that's a good slash bad sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's good as far as where I can go. Um, now, I remember hearing this from Derek. He said, you know what? He doesn't sell stuff very often, but yeah. when he does, he does whatever it takes to make sure it gets in front of everybody's eyes because it's, you know, you it's something good that you finally came up with. You want to get it in front of people. And if that takes sending, you know, more emails than normal, then that's what you have to do. But if you have something that is a value that can change people's lives or, or, or help them out in one way or another, I mean, you should not do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I do have to take that advice. And I think everybody out there should listen to that too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and something that I've learned from Derek is when you're going to sell, sell. And when you're going to give, give. And it's not to say that like you're like coercing people into buying something, but the last thing you want to do is, is like, you know, give, you know, have this newsletter that's like, you know, random anecdote, helpful tip, blah, 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 PS, buy my book. If the point of that email is to get people to buy the book, then just say, hey, this is about buying my book. If you're not interested, delete this. Um, But if you are, read on and tell them a bunch of reasons to go buy your book. And I've I've tried to take that to heart and I've applied that. And and again, when you're writing something that's near and dear to your heart that you know is going to be helpful to people and people know, like, and trust you, they're not gonna like. They're not gonna be mad because uh, they want what you have, and a book is is just another you know example of the content that you're creating. So I would have used more email. Uh, that's the first thing that you should have done. Um, the or that you should do next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing uh, is, and I mentioned this earlier, is you should have. I mean, it's kind of a a, a yes, but because you you did this to, to an extreme, and you asked a question about this. Um, but you should have given more of the book away in different forms. Uh, but I don't I don't know if you should have given away the whole audiobook. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I did give my ambassadors um, all the different versions of the book. You know, like uh, so that you know whether they had purchased it already or not there was no excuse not to read it. You know, they were given it for free um, from, you know, EPUB to, you know, all of them, .mobi, whatever, PDF right. also. Um, so, so here's here's what I mean by this. Um, uh, you should have 
you know, given away a free excerpt uh, one place. You should have guest posted somewhere else, which would have been like, you know, half of a chapter or something. Um, you know, you should have taken chunks of the book and repurposed them into content that you gave away in different forms through guest posts. Maybe you, you know, read something on, on the podcast, mm. um, you know, a downloadable PDF chapter. I, I know that, you know, I this mean, is to everybody, it, not the ambassadors, but for the public, to, this is to every, this is to, you know, people that are going to buy your book. Yeah. I did not do that. Yeah, and I, I could have taken this, snippets of the videos that were, you know, s- snippets of the snippets, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, parts yeah. of the like really important moments in each of the interviews yeah. that that were done. I mean, totally, yep. I didn't do that. Yep. That's that's yeah. a great idea. And uh, you obviously weren't. A, most people are afraid of giving away the farm. You know, giving away too much. Um, and you obviously weren't afraid of that because you gave away the whole audiobook uh, to anybody. Um, and, and I think that, you know, 8,000 people downloaded that. I think that may have cannibalized your sales a little bit because some people go, man, like the, an audiobook is usually 20, 30 bucks and I just got this for free. I'm sure some people turned around and bought the, you know, the yeah. three or $4 uh, e- ebook, but some people just go, no, nah, I, I got it for free. Um, I think uh, what I've seen work really well is giving away anywhere from like 25 to 40 percent of the book. Well, you know, 10 to, to 40 percent, but the really generous, you know, area is like a quarter to a third of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you see people go, wow, like you're giving away a, a huge chunk. Giving away one chapter is sort of, um, you know, the thing that everybody does. So that's kind of boring. Giving away two chapters is nice. Um, you know, giving away a good chunk of the book, like a, like almost half through various forms is um, really, really good because because what it's going to do is it's going to it's going to clarify and crystallize for people who aren't sure if they should buy the book. Like they're not going to read forty percent of your book if they're not interested in buying it. And once they get to that mark, they're in. Like they want the other sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once they get to that mark, they're either totally in. Or they go, this is not for me. And that's good because you don't want people buying your book that aren't going to like it. Um, you know, that, that won't be good. So um, giving away a lot of it for free is a great way to, um, uh, you know, uh, build trust with people, help them see that you're not trying to scam them or something. And, uh, and it's going to lead to more sales. So um, that's the second thing you should have done is give away, you know, different parts of, of the book, different excerpts in different formats uh, and I mean, an easy thing that you could have done is just, you know, blog the first chapter or, um, you know, uh, given away a couple of chapters or, you know, videos or something and, and posted them on, on other blogs that you've got relationships with. Yeah, yeah, totally. Got it. La- the last thing, and I know that this wasn't really possible for this project, um, but I still think it's important to note, I wouldn't have launched with Snippet. I would have launched with Amazon. And okay. the reason for that is there's just... You know, Snippet's a, a new thing. It's cool. It's a neat format. Uh, and, man, it's a beautiful um, reading app. Uh, I, I haven't seen anything like it. I did not know about it uh, before your project. Uh, but it's it's a beautiful thing. But, uh, you know, Snippet is an app, and it's not really like this, you know, huge online bookstore like Amazon is. And when right. you drive everybody to Amazon, and we talked about this before, and you get a ton of sales uh, in a short amount of time, cool stuff starts to happen. You know, that Amazon referral engine starts working. You start ranking more highly, you know, for various searches. They start re- recommending you via email and all kinds of neat stuff can happen. I've seen it happen where 
people that have never read my blog, never heard of me, have bought my books because of Amazon, because I've I've climbed the you know the bestseller ranks yeah. uh, through that, and lots of other people have have experienced similar things. Yeah, I mean, I I totally get that, and um, you know, I I knew I was you know, giving myself a little bit of a crutch by launching on this brand new platform that had nobody. I mean, I was by far, and I still am, the number one author on that platform. Um, you know, I think I've, you know, there's over like 3,000 copies. The next highest one is in the two or 300. Mm. Um, but, you know, I wanted to experiment, like we talked about earlier. And, you know, I thought it'd be cool to be one of the first authors of this platform. Um, but yes, I, I definitely believe that if i had just launched on amazon first um you know those three thousand people would have helped boost the rankings of the book on amazon to a point where you know once you pass once you get to the top 100 um you know cool things start to happen automatically um and i i was i was getting there without when i launched on amazon after i had launched on snippet um I was close to that point, mm-hmm. but yeah. I could have easily broken it if I if I'd started on Amazon. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I totally get that, and and I think yeah, I mean it was a it was a risk, you know, it was a risk, and, and you took it anyway, and that's why it's an experiment. Uh, but I want to be clear about the opportunity cost. Um, I'm not sure that that we're just talking about three thousand people because we know that three thousand people went, they got the snippet app, and then they downloaded your your book. Um, mm. I think I think it's a lot easier to get more people to go to Amazon and click their one-click buy, and it automatically downloads to their, um, you know, ebook or reader or you know Kindle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so you might have had a, a lot more than three thousand sales. Yeah, and, no, I, and I, I definitely yeah. think so. Um, yeah. So, but the snippet app did allow me to tell my story in the way that I wanted to tell it. And that, that was the main reason why I took it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I, I totally um, get what you're, where you're coming from. And my next book that I'm working on will be primarily text only, obviously. And uh, it, it will be launched first on Amazon. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that'll be neat to see. I mean, you'll be able to compare and see, you know, uh, what does better. So you want to move on to what you could have done and maybe could still do. Sure. Okay, uh, so um, first of all, this is, I mean, because this uh, book, you know, not every book uh, is such a personal experience of your life, but also lots of people can relate to it, and your, your book does that. Um, and so what's really cool to do uh, with a, a book of this, you know, with content of this nature is to encourage study groups. I don't know if you've played around with that yet, but I mean, you've done a great job of building a community. You could um, convert some of that community. You've done it with your ambassador program. You could take those guys or you could go back to your Facebook group and say, hey, like, let's let's go through the book together and you guys can form your own little study groups or whatever and we're just going to, I don't know, maybe you make yourself available. Maybe you do like a monthly call or, or something, uh, but you encourage people to get together, read it, and talk about it. And this, I think, is really how great books spread. Uh, not, you know, people just tweeting about it, but folks sitting down over dinner or coffee and going, man, I just read this book, or I just read this line in this book, and it's really speaking to me. Uh, I still think that uh, the number one way that, um, and I'm not the only one who thinks this, Jonah Berger's done a ton of research on this, the number one way that great ideas spread, especially books, is through word of mouth. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree, and I think that's a great strategy. I'm, I'm remembering 
gosh, I can't remember what book I, I read it from. It, it might have been, or I might have heard it from uh, Malcolm Gladwell in one of his books. But it was about how the book Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood right. became so popular. And it was because these women would get together and just talk about this, you know, whatever they were reading in the book together. Um, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't because of any real marketing strategy. Um, yeah. it, it was just the power of the people and, 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 and spreading the word based on these little groups that, that people formed. Yeah, that, that was the tipping point. Yeah, and uh, it was sort of accidental. But uh, once you realize something like that's happening, uh, you, you can encourage it and see even you know, greater response. So I would have created study groups. You could still do that. You could still encourage it and make yourself maybe available to them in some way. Um, uh, another thing that uh, I think you could do and can still do is create uh, ancillary programs. And I, I'm trying to think of it like a non-snobbish way to, to put that, <laughs> but I'm too snobby. Um, you know, like create other excuses to talk about the book. So I have a friend who's walking me through my, my book launch. And what we're doing is we're not just doing the big, like, hey, everybody go buy my book this week. And then after that week's over, well, back to business. Uh, we're continuing to talk about it. And one of the ways that I'm continuing to talk about it without like, you know, browbeating people is to find excuses to talk about, you know, not the main topic, but like other related topics that are associated with the book. So like what, what happens with any book, Pat, is, is people see the cover or the title and they go, that's for me or that's not for me. And, uh, as we know, I mean, no one book is just about one thing. And as authors, we're often surprised by the, the words that we write and how they actually affect our audience. And so your job is to find lots of different ways to talk about the same material where it will apply to different niche audiences and, you know, different demographics. For example, with your book, you can talk, you can take the entrepreneur route totally, but then you can also take like the, this is going to speak to anybody who's, who is or has been unemployed and feels like they're kind of between jobs. But then you could also talk about family and, and how do you, how do you deal as a man with, you know, being able to support your family and, you know, not being employed and, 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 you know, what you were forced to do, uh, you know, in that space. And it's not just what you did, it's how you've felt. Anyway, as you know, there's lots of different ways to talk about it, which you do in the book. And you can create programs uh, and products, both paid and unpaid. And I mean, the unpaid is, is the way that you get people to, you know, buy more books. But basically, you could do a series, you could do an, an email drip campaign, uh, a, you know, a free course or something. Um, or you can just do a series on your blog or, or through your newsletter or even on like Facebook or something and just say, for the next five days or the next four weeks, we're going to talk about this. And it's a very specific topic, like, you know, uh, the the five things that you need to do when you lose your job, you know, uh, yeah. the five things that you need to do every day or something, because, you know, that's that's an issue, right? Schedule. What do I do when I don't have a job? Mm -hmm. Anyway, no, that's, that's a great idea. That's an example. And that's also an example of how you take a book and leverage it into an entire business where you're not just trying to sell a million, you know, five dollar ebooks right. but where you can you can create conversations that lead to even paid products and events and different things where you're basically providing the same content but you're packaging it differently and people are willing to pay at different price points for that ah oh, that's really smart so thinking about a book perhaps as not just you know itself as a book but as a starting point for other things that can spring out of it yeah okay so that's what you could have done um the last thing could have slash should have still can do is just keep talking about it 
And this is the, it's kind of the hardest thing for a creative person to do because you want to get on to the next project, but it is the best way that you can serve your audience because, gosh, you mentioned the tipping point. I read that like last year, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I'm always late to the game on like big phenomenon, uh, you know, type things. And a lot of people are, you know, like people read books not the same way that they go see the movie, you know, go see movies where it's like, what, that, that came out a month ago. You haven't read it yet? What's your problem? Right. Like that's the way we treat movies that we want to see, but books we want to read, it's like, yeah, that's been on my reading list for two and a half years and I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> Um, and so when you keep talking about it, keep talking about it in ways that isn't like go buy my book, but where you just mention it or link to the page or, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss does a good job where he will, uh, you know, include blog posts where people, readers have sent him uh, tips or things, you know, ways that his books have changed their lives and he'll highlight them. Yeah. Chris, Chris Gillibo does the same thing. He takes his tribe and he champions these people who are his readers and customers and uh, followers. And, and that's just another excuse to talk about the book and show that it is making an impact. And if you haven't picked it up yet, you really should, because I wrote this to change your life. And just because, you know, it, it launched a few months ago doesn't mean that it still can't be very helpful to you. Yeah, I mean, I could do that. I mean, I sort of championed Justin here earlier who talked about let go day. I can have that be something that's more regular or highlight them, you know, get them on the show and start talking about it um, and things like that. So yeah, I, I love that idea too. Yeah. Oh, awesome, Jeff. So, you know, that's, that's it. You know, you asked about the audiobook giveaway. I would have, I, I'd maybe experiment with giving away a chunk of it, you know, but not giving away the whole thing and see if that would have led to more sales. Um, if you were going to give it away, I, I would have recommended doing something where you could have captured people's emails in exchange for the giveaway so that you could have then followed up in a week and said, Hey, if you like it, one, go leave a review. Uh, and two, um, you know, consider buying the, the ebook if you like to, you know, hold something in, in your hands. Um, you know, even if it's a Kindle. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I think you can give away a lot. I think you should give away it through different formats and different things because it's going to connect with people differently. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, I would have maybe asked a little bit more via email and encouraged people to buy. But overall, I mean, gosh, you know, I mean, you changed thousands of people's lives and, um, you know, this is a great thing to build on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, Jeff, thank you for all the advice and, and, and the inspiration. And I'd love to give you a chance really quick or, or not a chance, but the opportunity uh, just to talk about your new book, because I think it's awesome. I, you know, just I, I haven't read it yet, but it's just sounds great. I mean, it's such a good idea to, to, to write a book about this. It's so important, I think. And also talk a little bit about how, um, you know, what, what you're doing to promote it. Besides getting yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, wouldn't it be great if like I had this book about, um, you know, how to launch your book because that would, this would be like the perfect segue into that. Right. <laughs> but, but I, like you, Pat, you know, feel called to, uh, you know, share uh, my message, you know, the way that I feel called to share it. And if there's, you know, if it's the best marketing decision, great. And if not, well, I'm still going to do this because part of the reason I write books is because it's a way that I, you know, express and you know another side of um, my uh, my craft. Um, anyway, the the new book is called The In Between, and it's uh, it is a book about that space, kind of like you know what happens after you know uh, a let go incident. Um, and it's not just about employment, but it's about what life is like or what life should be like in between the big moments. So I argue in the book 
that most of life is not made up of big moments, but small moments. And there's this great Annie Dillard quote where she says, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. And I realized when I was writing this book that I was spending a lot of my time waiting for something to happen, waiting for life to happen instead of just living. And so I explore mm. themes like parenthood, uh, um, uh, being a husband, uh, vocation, finding a, the right career for me, and all of those moments leading up to those big moments, those epiphanies that I was waiting for. And I realized um, the best part of those journeys wasn't necessarily getting there. It was the person I was becoming as I was struggling and hustling and failing and, and learning through that process. And if I didn't have that process, you know, when I was able to become a full-time writer or a dad or a husband or whatever, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with it. And I wouldn't appreciate it had I not gone through that, that journey. And so the in-between is about that. And it's going to help folks, um, learn to be more present to where they are, uh, live more in the moment and really embrace the slower times in life and realize that those, uh, there's an extraordinary nature in those ordinary times. I love that. I love that. That's so cool important i think um because you know i think a lot of people especially those listening to the show are, are waiting for the next big thing and you know life is happening right now you don't want to miss out on it for sure so i i definitely recommend picking up uh your, your book jeff where can we go get it uh well you can go to inbetweenbook.com and you can download the first 60 pages for free there oh, uh, there's a marketing strategy yeah <laughs> and uh yeah if you like it you know, you can, there's places to, to buy it on there. And, um, I'm really proud of the book trailer. So that's on there too. You can go check it out. Um, and it's, you know, it's available wherever fine books are sold. Awesome. And, and how's the, um, promotion going? It's going great. So uh, I mentioned earlier, we're doing not just the big launch, you know, something that I learned, but you know, since we last talked is the importance of that plodding along, keep talking about it, keep finding different excuses to talk about it. I'm doing what's called a layered launch approach where I had a big push for pre-orders, had a big push for get the book the first week it comes out, and now we're going into the third phase, which includes publicity, speaking events, and I'm doing some series on my blog and, and working with some other uh, bloggers to um, you know create some resources that we'll give away for free that, that are, you know, basically um, based around the theme of the book and we'll be sharing those in ways to, to help people and drive interest back to the book. Awesome. Awesome, Jeff. Well, I'll be following along and I, I hope everyone else listening will too. Um, so definitely check that out, inbetweenbook.com. Is that correct? Yep. Awesome. And of course, you can check out Jeff at where would you like people to go if they want to find out more about you beyond the book? Sure. They can go to my blog, uh, goinswriter.com, and I uh, have a large, you know, a, a good-sized community of uh, writers and aspiring authors, and um, I uh, encourage folks and, and uh, share lots of my journey of how I became a writer and the things that I continue to learn there, and that's goinswriter.com with a G, like coins, but with a G. Got it. Awesome, Jeff. Thank you so much. This podcast, you know, the first half plus the second half, Totally awesome, pure gold. I think people are going to love it. And um, you know, if you're listening, head on over to the show notes. Um, I'll mention the link uh, right after um, I let Jeff go here. And um, you know, tell us what you think. And Jeff, just all the best to you. Best of luck with the launch of this book and all of your future books. And I'd love to have you back on in the future. Thanks, Pat. It was a pleasure. All right, take care. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeff Goins from Goins Writer. 
com. You can check out his new book, The In-Between. You can get it there and also on Amazon, of course, as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you enjoy that episode. It was a little bit different. It was cut up in two pieces with, uh, you know, two months in between. And I hope you got a lot out of it. For those of you who are writing books or are going to write a book, I know this is going to be extremely helpful for you. And um, yeah, really the best piece of advice I could give you from this point forward is just take action. And that's it. So take action and go to the show notes and and back on the blog. You can head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 79 to leave a comment, get all the links and and, and resources that were mentioned on the show as well. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. And I'll see you in episode 80. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.